What's up, people? It is Dave. It is Duncan back from Metal Epidemic for another album review. And for this review, Duncan and I have been checking out the new album. That's right, the new album from New Jersey sludge band Sunrot. The band's new album, The Unfailing Rope, will be released on April 7th on Prosthetic Records. Which is good to know because I misread it the first time I listened to it and I thought it was The Unfailing Pop. <laughs> like, wow. Now, of course, the, the album artwork, and I was like, is this is this what the Pope looks like? When it, I don't know. It was all, it was all wrong. And then after on the brain. A, a re-listen, as the Pope Exorcist <laughs> coming in cinemas soon, and I can't fucking wait, um, I, I, I re-read it. I was like, actually, I prefer the title they picked. Yes, yeah. So, well yes. done, Sunrock. Better, yeah, better. <laughs> um, so, this is the new full length from New Jersey's Sunrot. Um, although at times the unfailing rope seemed to be a cursed project, mm. recorded no less than three times <laughs> before hitting the, charm, the jackpot. Dave, I don't know if you know that. Three times is the charm. So they say. Uh, they hit the jackpot with its final iteration. Uh, completing the record was a hard fought battle. Vocalist Lex Santiago was hospitalised between the first and second recordings, suffering from a psychotic episode. Although it may have seemed like an albatross around their necks, the unfailing rope eventually provided salvation and catharsis for Sunrot in the ways they had never anticipated. Sunrot is very much a product of its environment, the the unfailing rope, uh, an anthology of the lived experiences of authors. From the micro to the macro, personal to political, every scar, every tale is etched into the fabric of the unfailing rope with unflinching detail. Sunrot keen to stress that for all of the trauma, loss and catharsis, joy is the only just below the surface. Uh, The third and final recording was captured by Scott uh, Moriarty at Backroom Studios in Rockaway, New Jersey and later mastered by Magnus Lindbergh of Cult of Luna. Dude's like just putting the rub on a lot at the moment. Yeah. I like it. Um, a few guest musicians, including Brian Funk from Thou, uh, Emily McWilliams from Silver Godling, and Blake Harrison from Pig Destroyer, um, adding embellishments to the core Sunrot sound. The final result is electrifying. You think that if your surname is Funk when you walk down the street, you have a backing band? <laughs> I'd hope so. I really was. If I had my son in Definitely. For everything you do. Everything you do. As soon as you get up in the morning. <laughs> Slap bass, everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, um, a, like, <laughs> like a bad episode of Seinfeld. <laughs> I mean, love it. Uh, so, the unfailing rope, Duncan. Um, yep. What did you make of this one from Sunrot? So this is my introduction to the band. There's yeah. something in the water in New Jersey, by the way. Oh. Some, something about the bands that come out of that particular part of the world are just nasty. Like, yeah. generally, there's, a, there's a, like a, like a really gritty, nasty tone that just clings to the skin. Mm. Um, almost every band we've reviewed from that part of the world since we started doing Metal Epidemic have, have felt borderline unsafe. Um, and I kind of love it. I think yeah. specifically in the the genre they're playing in, which is a kind of quasi uh, kind of sludgy, doomy, kind of at times slash blackened mm. sound. It, it, it all really, really, really works well. Um, I think overall, as a sound, there's hints of a band I love to mention when I say hints of uh, hints of Will Haven in here for sure. Yes, hundred um, percent. And it kind of reminded me earlier Will Haven, mm. although that ominous tone is later day will haven so they've mm. kind of captured the earlier yep. 
more higher tuned sound. Um, because like, will he even detune to fucking drop balls now? That's <laughs> fucking heavy. Drop these nuts. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? But back in the day, they were you know their tuning was much higher, which must be a pain in the tits. Yeah. When playing live, unless you drop tuning and everything. Um, yeah. But yeah, they, they have that. They kind of have that thing. But the, the there's an ominous streak specifically throughout almost every track here where there just constantly feels like almost like you're talking about ideas of kind of pulling together themes and all the rest but if you were to describe the unsettling experience of a horror movie mm. that's kind of what's happening in the background of the unfailing rope mm. um i thought this was fucking great um really 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 good this once again i'm a mark for kind of anything kind of sludgy, doomy related, mm. generally gets me quite happy. Uh, especially when it's on that kind of uh, very late 90s, early 2000s vibe, which mm. is what, what they have here. Um, but there are so many elements to pick out that elevate the sound overall. It's not yeah. just, it's you're not, not just nuts and bolts. We'll just put a bit of sludge, a bit of doom, we'll shove the blackened vocals over the top of it. Mm. And there, here's your unsettlingness. Mm. Um, there are at times what sounds like either really, really, really bizarre effects with the guitar or synth work of some mm -hmm. description, like electronics or some weird. I, I get the feeling it's probably more an LLNN situation where they're fucking around with sounds and distortion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it really, really, really works, and you get that pretty much from the off from the opening track descent, which is essentially an intro track. Mm. I've said before, I I'm wary of bands that do intro tracks where a vibe is put out that the rest of the album doesn't capture. It really pisses me off because mm. it kind of it's like it's like you know it's like it's like going to see a movie. Mm -hmm. Um, and the trailer spoiled all the best bits, but all the best bits were in the opening five minutes, mm. and then you've got like an hour and twenty half or something that doesn't resemble the movie that you purchased the ticket for. Yeah. Um, Descent gives you everything. It's like a Rosetta Stone for pretty much what you're going to experience, minus the kind of punishing guitar work. It's just layers and layers of bizarre distortion, fucked up sounds, uh, things that come in at all angles. The production is fucking great. Uh, and then you go into uh, Trepanation, which, when it kicks in, at a hefty 8 minutes and 40 seconds, um, you kind of get your first glimpse of what Sunrot are aiming for here. Mm. Ominous, huge. Yeah. Um, the guitars have a kind of almost, it's not a phaser effect, but it's kind of like this phasery sort of, not. It, it, it's higher up and it has a fuzz to it. Yeah. But it's like a nasty fuzz mm. um, that that really makes it really audible in the mix. It it, it is punishing. Like it's really, 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 really punishing. But not punishing as in it's so heavy. Mm. You're like, oh, you know, oh fucking, you know, like stank face, stank face. You know, like, <laughs> it's not like that. It's just that way where you just feel like all the light is being absorbed from the room. Mm. Um, the vocals are scathing, like. <sighs> Scathing, like, like a black metal vocalist wish they sounded like this. Yeah. It is all, it is all grit, venom, mm. piss, vinegar, and I would assume sandpaper on the larynx. It's, <laughs> it is so raw sounding. Yeah, it, it's like it's like it, it's like skinning your toe. Um, <laughs> is that is that is on it? I just like at times I wincingly painful to listen mm. to. Yeah. Um, 
works so well in this because it's mm. ag- almost against the grain of what you're getting, but it's another element the band are using to add an uncomfortable texture to the listening experience. Yeah. Yeah. So whilst the guitars aren't necessarily doing like anything detuned and super heavy or at the same time so lo-fi that you can't make them out, they have a they have a, a vibe and an aura. You've got that ominous texture in the background and then you have the vocals bringing another element and when it all sinks in together it's fucking great. What I love about Sunrot as well is they, they don't over-egg the vocals either. There are sections where the band are happy just to rest in the laurels of the instrumentation and the work and mm. not have vocals over every single minute of yeah. what you're listening to. That coupled with samples, um, there appears to be either spoken word or movie samples. I think it's movie samples, but I might be off the mark. There was a familiar texture and quality to some of the spoken word parts that made me think of of a movie that I'd seen, but I couldn't quite put my finger on it. Mm. If I'm wrong about that, I would love to know that. So if the band are checking this out, please, you know, (laughs) educate me in your wares. Let me know. Um, And if it is from a movie, let me know what movie, because (laughs) honestly, that's going to sit in my brain for the next month as I try and like work through the fucking Rolodex of movies that I've watched in my lifetime. Um, (laughs) Like the uh, trepanation comes out and into gutter. Gutter is (laughs) fucking nasty, uh, Mm. but continues the vibe on. Um, None of the songs are hugely, they don't really expand dramatically from the core, but what I like about it is the movements there within. Like what you get is a real attention to sections that add a certain element and then a conscious effort to change the song yeah it also works specifically in terms of this the song structure on the album is a very well thought out album because you get after gutter you get uh, the one who feeds you part two i'm assuming there's a part one somewhere <laughs> i've not heard on a previous album um you know like the unforgiven and the unforgiven too yeah uh, Dave, you can check in the background. Okay, um, but yeah, like it, it, it's another one that feels like it's it's a much shorter. In fact, it's probably the shortest runtime of a track that's an actual song on here. But brings you down to the cull. The cull is an instrumental track which almost resets the the album a little bit. Um, not to say it becomes all acoustic and and hippie-ish. It mm. just kind of resets the tone for the essential build that is Patricide into Tower of Silence, which is the longest track on here. Mm. It's a magnum opus. It's a fucking work of art. Mm. It's so disturbing, so rich, so so stank. Um, <laughs> uh, it's, it's kind of fucking amazing. And then the album closes out with Love, which is the optimistic title for a track that maybe isn't fully optimistic in tone. Um <laughs> But I loved it. Like I thought, I thought they stuck the landing really well without caving into some of the cliches we see other bands doing in recent times with the final track, either going full quirk or trying to leave the listener with a track that doesn't feel indicative of the journey you've been on. It all works. Yeah. Um, the music in here is great. Uh, guitar work is awesome. I love the guitar tone. Um, the drumming is just vicious. Mm. It's just like it's the wall of sound drumming. I kind of love that about it. Yeah. It's just that when, when it sinks in with everything else, it's just as designed to hurt mm-hmm. and it continues to do such. Um, so all that really worked for me. I, I love the name of the band for a start and they had me at the artwork, mm. notwithstanding the fact I misread the title. Um, they had me at the artwork. I genuinely didn't know what I was going to get on this one. Um, and it's a tough, we speak about it all the time. It's a tough genre to be distinctive in. 
There are a lot of bands that are doing sludge. There's a yeah. lot of bands that are doing doom. Yeah, for the sure. Backing element is everywhere at the moment. Mm-hmm. And then when you get the sludgy doom crossover, which is kind of their next door neighbours, you know, okay. they will lend you a cup of sugar. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's how close they are as genres. Um, I feel like we have almost heard every iteration of it. Mm-hmm. And Sunrot aren't bringing anything necessarily new to the equation here, but they do have a very distinct sound. Yeah. Um, and that's that kind of like this is an album that if I listened to later in the year, I'd be able to go Sunrot. Like, the, just as a distinctive quality about it, which makes it stand out from mm. the rest. Yeah. I think it has wonderfully captured uh, a, a very, very, very dark atmosphere mm-hmm. that some bands like will overcompensate to capture, and they just seem to have it mm. there yeah. in spades. Um, deeply unsettling in bits, and I couldn't quite put my finger on why. Mm. Um, like just the kind of the cacophony of, of different sounds in the background that just add to, even at times like what sounds like like weird kind of jutter effects on the guitar. Um, once again, might be synths. I don't know. Mm. Um, but they've they've kind of went down the road of it's that texture road we talk about, where they've really tried to fill the space smartly. Mm with elements that elevate the song without distracting from the song. You're always paying attention to what the guitars are doing. You're always paying attention to what the bass is doing and what the drummer's doing and what the vocalist is doing. You're always there. It's just there's something that's sitting underneath that level of sound which is always keeping you on your toes. Mm. Um, I think Unfailing Rope is a fucking great album. I I genuinely think this is awesome. I think there's so much to kind of dig into. Like I said before, it's a deeply unpleasant listen. Yeah. So I spaced out my listens. I listened to it three times, but I spaced them out a day apart. Mm-hmm. By the third listening, I was more picking out the stuff in the background, like the like the, the yeah. stuff they were doing, and I was really finding more depth to it. But that first listen was a remarkable example of how you think you've heard everything. Is that that one? Come back to the LLNN scenario of you think you've heard heavy and then you hear them you're like all oh, right there's a different level yeah. um you think you've heard unsettling and then you listen to this and there's just a different level and it's mm. not it's not gimmicky it's yeah. just the the they're on the edge yeah they're on the edge of quite a lot and all of it is unsettling as a listening experience um i think it's great though i think yeah. they've nailed it perfect runtime album structured really really well careful consideration to the song and smart songwriting i mean that's really all you can ask for and that's a lot more than this genre usually gets yeah yeah for sure what about you um yeah initially kind of like yourself i i kind of thought i knew what i was in for with sunrot um after that kind of like the obligatory kind of intro of noise and feedback and and samples and stuff were, were, were kind of thrust into into trepanation um and the first thing that hit me was that that bass at the yeah. start of trepanation my god like could that have been any more disgusting to kick that track <laughs> off i was just like wow that's so like thick and girthy and just really in your face um and you basically you're you're being rolled into this like eight and a half plus minute kind of slab of really corrosive um quite kind of sluggish kind of sludge riffs um with this very vicious delivery of of vocals and really pummeling drums um, with, as you say, the, the kind of the, the voice kind of samples thrown in, and to be honest, after that first track, I'm thinking, yes, I, I am, I am all good yes. with this. Like, lay it on me. Eight tracks of disgusting sludge is all I need. 
Sludge is life, Duncan. Sludge, Sludge is life. Is life. <laughs> I want that written on my gravestone, please. I mean, um, once again, you see these things in here, recorded <laughs> evidence on the internet that when I do it and your family's upset, <laughs> and they say, you clearly can't take a joke, Duncan. That's not what I meant. And I was like, you all heard them. Sludge is life. Sludge is life, Duncan. I'll be pissed if it's not there. I really will. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, after that track, it turns out Sunrot had some some other ideas. Like this is slightly more slightly more diverse than I was expecting. Um, whilst there there are tracks that deliver that like tidal wave of sludge goodness um, with you know with the big monolithic guitars and the big grooves, um, they also had some surprises in there. Um, track three, uh, which is is gutter. Um, it, it comes out of the gate swinging. It's a bit more up-tempo uh, speed-wise compared to the, the opening track, uh, Trepanation. Still loaded with that kind of like nasty sludge tone, but I think it's just over the kind of three-minute mark. They launch into this real like blackened riff yeah. that has way more pace and thrashier drums, um, which was just kind of out of nowhere, but I really enjoyed the way they did it. Um, mm. And the, the way they kind of... They, they did something quite cool with it in that um, rather than just kind of placing this like blackish metal riff in the middle of the song, they transitioned it into a really slowed down kind of sludge version of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it totally fits. Um, it doesn't feel dropped in. It feels very a very natural kind of transition in the track. Um, they close that track out with, with clean vocals as well, which uh, mm-hmm. I think are provided by Emily McWilliams of uh, Silver Godling. And I thought they were the, the kind of perfect remedy to... Um, that more extreme side of the band coming through. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was a really good choice of track to finish with um, those cleans. Um, and at that point, I was thinking, okay, so I thought I knew what, what Sunrock were yeah. all about, but really, I don't really have any idea what they're going to pull out of the bag next. Um, however, one thing I was sure about after hearing those tracks, so the first couple of tracks, is just how good those vocals were from... Lex Santiago. Oh man! Just that that tone. Just it's one of those tones that you can feel every single scream. It just mm. tears through everything, and it sounds unbelievably raw. Um, tracks like um, the one you feed part two, which there is a part one, by the way. Oh, um, thank you. <laughs> on, a, on a previous release, um, just absolutely visceral. Um, but that track also offers up a more kind of almost kind of emotional side to Sunrock where they weave in these really kind of lush moments of melody in the guitar that opens up their sound and shows much more kind of contrast with the, the kind of light and shade. You get a bit of that on um, Patricide as well, um, but this time the lead work is a little bit more discordant, so it, it works really well as a, as a kind of shift back into something much heavier. Um, however, they really lean into that melody and atmosphere on track seven, Tower of Silence, which, as you said, is the longest track on the album. And it's fucking stunning. Could be the best thing on the album. Um, it's stunning. <laughs> if I'm honest, it's it's got this really like doomy post metal build up, um, very slow burn pace and and long kind of droning chords, but it it didn't feel cold like. Um, I had a little bit of a post-metal tinge and post-metal can feel a bit cold at times but there was a, a little bit of a warmth to this um, which I think was coming from there was some clean guitars in there I think that's where it was coming from um, so it was a nice kind of contrast like because previously you've been hit with this really like ominous kind of scathing tone but this this track gave you a little bit more warmth, warmth with it which I really liked um, but they, even though it's 11 minutes it didn't feel like it wandered like just as the track starts to kind of build it goes into this really 
far more kind of weighty, kind of riff-led part of the track where they, they let that sludge and doom side back out again mm-hmm. um, just kind of throws its weight around. Um, but the, even when they, they bring that back in, the, the doomier riffs on that track are a little bit kind of higher up the neck, so it yep. sounded a bit more traditional almost than more like modern doom, um, but I thought it worked really well um, against the sludge, which was a really cool mix. Um, and that is like kind of technically the, the last track, but um, you've also got this outro of sorts with track eight which is love um which is kind of felt like the the bookend to the album you know it kind mm-hmm. of finishes like the way the album started with a weird kind of glitchy kind of intro track which i love which yeah. once again it's, if you're gonna do it yep makes sense of Tie it, it up, Other, yep. yeah otherwise absolutely. why why are you doing it out yeah. with this will sound really cool live and we yeah. can kick in our first song yeah, so absolutely. yeah I like um that. yeah i i really liked the way this album gave you the kind of core sound of the band which is primarily sludge but then they gave you plenty of shifts in tone and style to create an album of tracks that, that leave an impact um it gave me more than i was expecting um and that the, there were moments that i didn't totally see coming like the, the kind of blackened stuff was pretty cool um, then there were some nice moments of melody and, and atmosphere, not too much. Um, it's quite subtle in, in, in places, but um, th- there were parts of the album that felt a bit more introspective as well, where you kind of get lost in it, you know, that big kind of 11-minute track. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if I had any criticisms, it would be that I, I kind of wanted a bit more of that, you know, like <laughs> the black and stuff. I was like, oh, give yeah. me a little bit more of that. I really liked that that kind of addition of speed and more extreme kind of sound into the, into the, the Sunrock kind of core sludge sound. Um the, the voice samples, I'm I'm usually a fan of that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure about them on this album. Um, right. I'm not sure that they added anything to the, the tracks that really elevated them. Um, I can see why they used them. Um, they used them on the previous album, uh, Sonata, as well. Mm-hmm. So it's obviously part of their sound. But I wasn't totally convinced they added anything substantial for me. Um the uh, the production, on the other hand, is is fucking oh. horrid in the best <laughs> possible way. Um, is exactly what you want from a sludge production. Um, everything just sounds so fucking in your face that the, you can hear that the rumble of the bass yeah. is really prominent. Um, really, you know, the guitars are full of weight, and the drums have a really nice coating of reverb as well. And the vocals just kind of cut through that mix, adding this like extra layer of of kind of savagery to the whole thing um very natural very organic and i love the the choice of the mix and the and the tones as well um last thing i want to say is just i i think this would be awesome to see live like i can imagine oh, dude, this a club in a and small, a small yeah. wetty wee venue this would yeah. be fucking awesome smoke yeah. machine has been turned on far too long <laughs> everyone's half asphyxiated sunrock come on yeah and make you feel like you're going to die yes, yes i want to be at that gig 100 percent. um yeah really enjoyed it uh what was your what was your score for um from this one from sunrock um, I give it a 4.5. I think this is fucking great. Um, nice. It doesn't really... And the, the weird thing about it is I, I've been debating this um, since listening to it for the, the third time of what the band would need to do to get that extra 0.5, and I don't know. I, right. I can't quite quantify it. I'll know it when I hear it, and I mm. don't think the band are that far away from it. Right. I think it's more just that, like, I will know when it's a five-star album for me, mm. and I don't think they're quite quite there yet yeah. but it's exceptional it genuinely is they're, they're a band that are going to have so much recall for me mm. later on in the year just because it is hands down one of the nastiest things i've heard this year so nice. and are they back up in spades yeah 
What about yourself? Uh, I go four out of five on this one. Um, another band to keep an eye on. I think mm. there's a, there's a lot here to get you excited about it, um, but also a lot to get excited about what's going to come next as well. Because I feel like there are elements here that they could clearly expand on and give mm. you almost a completely different take on their sound um, on the next release. So I, I'm all for it. I'm, I think they've they've got the tools um, and I, I won't be surprised as they get better and better with each release. So mm-hmm. yeah, four out of five for me. Really enjoy this one. Um, so that's uh, the new album from Sunrot. It comes out on the 7th of April on Prosthetic Records. It's called The Unfailing Rope. Links below to the band, to the band camp. Check it out. Let us know what you think. Stick some comments in. That is the review. Thank you for checking out. We'll be back with another review very soon, but until then, take care. Speak to you soon. Bye, everyone.